He's on the other side this week. He is. He's doing good. Hey, whoever signed your paycheck, you know, that's who you got to root for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were Gator fans. I know one of them. One of them was in the, in the business who believed that he was a double agent. Oh, yeah? That he was put here to get the series back right. And that, uh, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. But hey, some people believe the Earth's flat. It's very true. Like how? But how could you believe that now when there's so much evidence that it's not? Doesn't matter. You don't have to have the truth to have an argument. No, I guess not. Everything out there, it's two sides. It's a tug of war with everything. Both once. One side's pulling one way, one side's pulling the other way. How dare they even talk to each other in a normal, civilized manner? It's like Auburn, Alabama. Has Alabama ever done anything good, according to an Auburn fan? Probably not. Has Alabama, has Auburn ever done anything good, according to an Al- Did Auburn cheat to get Cam Newton? Yeah. Of course they did, because it's the other team. Florida and Georgia. So Georgia ever done anything good? Do do the uh, do the Alabama fans think that there was a like a fan or something behind the goalpost that pushed the ball back for the kick six? Didn't allow it probably. to get through the end zone. They probably believe that it that kick for Tennessee, you know, that they got lifted up by a a fan that mm-hmm. was blowing in from that side. That, that almost got blocked. Oh, it got blocked. Really close. I mean, he hit it. Yeah. Um, in fact, for a long time, I mean, for days, I was wondering how, why that ball was whirly burdened through there. But then you saw the the end zone view, and yeah, the guy got his hand on it. God, can you imagine if he had blocked that uh-huh. and they had run it back? There would have been mass suicides in Knoxville. I can promise you that. Instead of goalposts, went in the water. Yep. That it did. Instead, it would have been them going in the water. And this week, if you uh, go on to our picks contest. Again, uh, remind you to get your picks in. And and for those that that have not done it yet, you are more than welcome to just ask me how you can get in, and I will send you a link. So email thetailgate, W-R-U-F, at gmail.com. Again, that is thetailgate, W-R-U-F, at gmail.com. And we will uh, send you the link. Tennessee right now is a 12.5-point favorite over Kentucky. I took Tennessee in the uh, picks. I think they'll beat them by more than 12.5. And I'll give you my other. That's a tough one. There's a lot of. There're gonna be a lot of tough ones because there's a lot of big spreads. I went under, twenty two and a half. So that line's gone up in the uh, Florida Georgia game. Well, it opened at seventeen, but that was in the summer. I mean, that was. But it started the week at twenty two. Yeah, by the time it got to, uh, this week, the first day you could bet on it, uh, it was at twenty two. Yeah. So it's gone up a half a point, and it is. Uh, Which means there. that. The money that's coming in is pretty much going both ways. It's the same line of Michigan and Michigan State. I don't like either one of their chances either. I like I like their chances to cover both teams, but I don't like their chances to win. The Michigan State has gotten really bad. For as good as they were last year, that dude got a big contract and Yeah, they might have uh, been good since. They might have overcompensated. They might have panicked. But that that does happen. In fact I was just thinking about this today about just how, you know, Florida has 
Well, we were talking about uh, they were talking about Brian Harson. Okay, and Brian, the latest on Brian Harson, and the latest story is he's told his players, if you want a red shirt, quit first. Don't don't red. We're not going to let you red shirt. So you to quit. You got to get in the portal. Get out of here. We don't want you. I don't want anybody giving up in the season. To which I would say, well, some guys need a red shirt, and that's kind of yeah. Because if you're investing in the program and you want those guys to then he's investing in this year because he knows he's going right. about to get canned. so he knows he's not going to be there in four or five years where it's going to be irrelevant right. anyway, and they're not going to help him then. But I mean, him in his case, and I was thinking about this with Jeff Collins. Jeff Collins was set up to fail. Um, Everything I've heard was not good about how he handled everything there at, at Georgia Tech. Same with Brian Harson. They they made him hire two coordinators last year. Then he had to fire. He fired him because he goes, you know, look, I can't I can't coach with these guys. I don't even know them. And so he, they bring in two new. So you're starting all over, and and coaches are set up to fail. And it got me thinking about how nobody, I don't want to say nobody's ever been set up better than Billy Napier. But Billy Napier has been set up to succeed. Nobody can say, as Jim McElwain used to try to say, that he was set up to fail. He's got everything he could possibly want. And if he wants something else, he'll take and just ask for it and probably get it. So he's set up to win. It doesn't mean he's set up to win in 2022. He's set up to win, be a winning coach and to make Florida great again. But it doesn't mean he's set up – he certainly not wasn't set up this year to have a great season. Just not enough good players. Not yep. not a good enough roster. Yep. I agree. But he is set up. Yes. For, with the facility. For success. And, and obviously today is a, a big day if the Gators can get a certain individual, which yeah, a lot of people say. That's what I say. But he will also be the eighth highest – rated guy in the history of this program. Who were the first seven? If they got him. I don't know. I'm just asking you. You said it was the eighth. So I know. I just know, that that's, an I that. just know that that's the number. You know who might have been? I, I would bet Ronald Powell was one of them. Yeah, he had to have been. Uh, I guess Tebow. Tebow would have been. Yeah. I don't know if Percy was. Should have been, but wasn't. I don't know if he was. Um. I'm sure it's look up, look upable. I will look at I will look it up, right now. I was looking up to see what if the, what games we have tonight. I've come away unimpressed, but I will watch them. And I even gave for the uh, listeners of my podcast the game late tonight starts at eleven bells. No, actually, it's ten bells. Um, Utah at Washington State, which will be a good game, I think. Washington State is there. That's a tough place to play, believe it or not. How's Utah doing after losing to the Gators? Well, they lost and then they won. Wait, so they beat USC, but they lost to UCLA. So they're five and two right now, I think. I can't remember what they did last. They beat week. USC. Yeah, they beat USC. It was a great game. Wow. In fact, that was the night of the LSU game, and it was on very late. And I, I only saw the very end of it, and they went for two. To win the game, and um, before before it got to overtime, they went for for two to win it. That and says a lot, then. It does. They didn't want to get in that situation like they did with the mighty Gators, man. Can't let it, can't let the game get away from you. No, nope, you uh, you certainly can't. 
All right, we'll uh, we'll take a break. We'll open up the phone lines, 392-8255. Will's here, a lot of Florida Georgia talk that we have to do and see if we can uh, maneuver our way to talk about how the Gators could pull this thing off of that 22.5-point underdog. We are out about 15 minutes early today. Soccer, Florida soccer has their last regular season game, and they'll try to get their first SEC win against an A&M team that's pretty good, so... We so see. you're saying you don't like their chances? I do not. What did volleyball? I, I was watching. Smoked them. Three yeah, zero. they were they were way up early in the first one. I said they. They ended up. The first one was tight, twenty five twenty three, and then they won like twenty five ten, twenty five fifteen, and Auburn was undefeated at home. Really? So they aren't anymore. They are not. You know what they are? Defeated. Losers. Losers. We'll be right back. Oh, I have the answer to our question. We'll do it after the break. It's a good tease, duels. Hey, I'm I'm here. That's why I'm here all week. Actually, I'm not here all week. This is it. I'm here today. And that is it. We'll be right back here on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Steve Heineman. Gators soccer has another visitor this evening as Texas A&M is coming to town. This is the last game of their regular season, and the Gators look to end on a high note with their first SEC win of the season. Coverage begins right here at 5.50. After the soccer game, the 3-4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be looking for a much-needed bounce-back win against the Baltimore Ravens. Coverage of that game will also be right here beginning at 8. Former Gator Kadarius Tony was traded from the Giants to the Chiefs this afternoon, in exchange, the Giants received a conditional third round and a sixth round pick. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Heineman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey Gator Nation, it's Jamil here from the Mealy Pop Shop. Gainesville's home for all things sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia, autographs, Pokemon, Funko Pop, comics, coins, and more. Just wanted to share with you information about our new website, MealyPops.com. Well, Jamil, the website is fantastic. I was on there last night. You've got a ton of sports cards, Pokemon boxes, and packs. I even jumped into one of the online breaks, and guess what? I won some sweet stuff. Yeah, man, the website's got links to even all our social media accounts and info on the shop. We can't list everything on the store, so come on by the shop for a selection over 1 million cards and unopened boxes and packs. Remember, MealyPops.com, M-E-E-L-Y-P-O-P-S.com. And we are also open every Tuesday through Sunday, located here in town by the Santa Fe College sign off 39th Avenue. Thank you so much for your support, Gator Nation. And as always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. 
Grilled cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Exactly. Okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Tonight, after two straight road defeats, the Buccaneers will look to right the ship and get back to 500 when they host Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at Ray J. Evans basic hands, touchdown Tampa Bay, what a great throw by Brady. Pre-game at 7, kickoff at 8.15, right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. How about the Buccaneers? We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Keep forgetting to send Seth some new music. I got to do that this weekend. Yeah, you got way more time to do it than that. I do. Well, I got way better musical taste too than you do. True. As long as you get uh, "We Are Young" by Fun on there. Uh, I'll just pass. I I'll and look. I'm gonna actually have the. I want the intro changed so it's. My name is Kid. We'll say, my name is Jeff and Pat. That'd be cool. I wonder if Steve Russell has room for me over there on that show. Hey, see ya. You can bring uh, Adam Schiff back. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> All right. So um, according to, what am I looking at? 24-7. This, these are the seven that would be ahead of Mr. Kermani McLean. McLean. Is he related to John McLean? I think so. Yeah. Or Steve McLean? It could be Steve McLean. There's a shoe in if that's the case. I guessed one right, and that was Ronald Powell. And he is the only number one player Florida's ever gotten. Number one player in the country. Now, he he was injured a little bit here, hurt his knee his freshman year, hurt a hamstring, didn't really do a whole lot. Um, But anyway, he was one. Brock Berlin. That was a huge deal when he came to Florida. Mm-hmm. Martez Ivy, who did manage to make preseason All-SEC, I think, three times. <laughs> uh, the legendary Percy Harvin, who in my mind is the best player to ever play here. Yeah. Just my opinion. Uh, Vernon Hargraves third, still playing in the league, still celebrating things that he shouldn't be celebrating. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, did you see uh, Marco Wilson was a – Defensive player of the week in the NFC. He's got talent. He He's a good player. 
Just can't throw shoes. Hey, um, who else you got? DJ Humphreys, who actually may still be in the league. He was been he was in the league a long for time. A while. Yeah, I know that. He played for the Cardinals, I think, right? Uh, and then Will Hill is the other. And the, I I don't I'm not sure how to read this. Like Will Hill's composite is better than Dominique Easley, but Easley was the number four player. Will Hill was a five. So either way, those are the guys that. Uh, the kind of and of course, so, but think about that though. Then so Powell didn't play in the NFL. No, Berlin didn't play in the NFL. No, at least anything significant no. might have been on a team somewhere. I think Martez Ivy, he did. Might have played a little bit. Yeah, but not a lot. Percy was great until he ran himself and, out of. And then Hargraves and Humphreys were fine, and and easily was in the league for and a little Will bit. Will Hill so, was pretty good too. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that. No, like Jelani Jenkins would be the next guy, and uh, Sharif Floyd, who did play with the Vikings for a while, but didn't last as long. Yeah, C four Andre Caldwell. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, uh, some people, whenever I say, "Oh, five star," nobody cares about stars. They go, "Well, the teams with that go to the Super Bowl have the most five stars on, and the team that plays for championships has the most five stars." I go, yeah, uh, "You're right," but it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't mean. Just because you get a five star, yeah, you're you're a shoe in. Yeah, that he's going to do anything for you. What you happens? Don't know. Well, Adam's always a five star caller, so let's kick off the show with him. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's going on, guys? Man, uh, Florida Georgia week, baby. Let's go. Let's get after them dogs, Bubba. That's the intention. See what happens. Yeah, that is the intention, man. Um, real quick, I don't think I've got y'all's uh, views on um, all this talk about possibly the game moving away from Jacksonville. How do y'all feel about that? We talked a little bit about it yesterday. I, I don't like it. I, I mean, it, it'd be cool to go to Athens for so I think Gator fans that don't get to have an appreciation for how cool that city really is. But, I mean, to me, going over to Jacksonville and seeing that atmosphere and that setting and everything that's involved with it, like even, you know, now this week's going to be great. There's a, a baseball game, Florida-Georgia, and then there's a Luke Bryan concert that night, and then – you got all these other things going Let me know on when Saturday. It gets great. And then the game. <laughs> what do you mean? Luke Bryan and a baseball game that doesn't matter? Yeah, you're not doing it for But him. you're still like there, a part of all that. You're yeah, part, yes, and they're having SEC National be there without Laura Rutledge. That's tragic. Yes. But um, it is. It, look, the Florida-Georgia game is unique. It is a very cool deal. There was a time when I wanted to see it go to the campuses, but mainly because I love Athens and still do. I would like to have gone there every other year, but that was a purely me uh, sentiment. Uh, now that I'm old and retired, um, I, I'd rather have the game in Jacksonville. I think it's a lot of posturing. I don't think it's going to move. Um, there are some people that that are worried that it is, but I, I don't think it is. Uh, I, the city will give them whatever they want keep the game there man i hope it doesn't move man that, that's just you know just to, to see that stadium split in half i mean you just don't get that pageantry anywhere else people talk about texas oklahoma red river river i can't even say it um you know i'm already started on my uh celebration for this game coming up this weekend and i've got i've got some interesting stats to start the game there's a reason why i called y'all to, to kick off this uh this tailgate today um, I wrote them down. Uh, these stats right here is the way the Gators can win this game, believe it or not. And it's not far-fetched, okay? Okay. Last year, Georgia ran 62% of the their plays. This year, 
they're only 49% run. The reason why that is is because they don't have a dominant offensive line and they have no premier running back, period. Okay? So they also have no vertical threat, which is kind of like the Gators. I mean, I I guess our best vertical threat is going to be shorter um, and Ricky Pearsall. All right? Stetson Bennett, right? Got to have it. You got to have a dominant quarterback to win games like this, right? Stetson Bennett is 117 percent QBR rating against zone coverage. All right, seven seventy three percent completion rate. Okay, now as opposed to bump and run man coverage, which is what I talked about with you guys yesterday, bump and run man coverage, hold him down, Jaden Hill. Come on, Jason Marshall. His QB rating drops to 83, and his completion rate drops to 49%. And that doubles the sack ratio when you play man coverage. That is how Missouri was in this game. It wasn't that Georgia was sleepwalking through this game and they overlooked Missouri. It's because Drinkowitz, Mr. Nerd himself, knows what the hell he was doing. He played... He sent pressure to the quarterback 50% of the time, and he played man coverage for predominantly the whole game. That's how they kept Georgia in check, and they could have won this game. Florida has the opportunity to, to win this game, but they have to forget about zone, play bump and run, man coverage, and, and send pressure at the quarterback. You push Stetson off his mark, and he doesn't see man, then he's going to end up making many mistakes, man. What do you think about that? Well, they had two big fumbles in that game, but I also will remind you of this, that Georgia in the game against Missouri had 28 first downs. Um, They were just able to bow up against Georgia when they got into uh, Missouri territory, and they had a couple big plays that were able to work out. but, uh, But again, 28 first downs, a lot of first downs, so it's not like they shut them down. Uh, I do agree with what you said about they don't have an elite back, but I will say this: Kendall Milton's a really good back, and he's over—I think he's over 600 yards in total offense this year. Catches the ball well out of the backfield, but they do throw it more. Um, they also know that in this game, uh, Florida's—I would think Florida's going to try to shorten the game, and um, we'll see if that makes them panic at all. You know, if they if if things are going Florida's way, but. Um, you know, I, I agree with you on playing more press coverage. I think just because what they're doing is not working, so you got to try something different. I'm not sure it's going to make a difference in this game. Well, I mean, you know, offense is is another situation when it comes to Florida. But you know, I, I listen. There's hope. There's height. The Gators can get after them, man. They got to just just throw the kitchen sink at these guys and just go for broke, man. Go Gators. Thanks, guys. All right, Adam. Thank you. Yeah, we talked about that, about, um, you know, does Florida come out and say, hey, we're going to run double reverse on the first play and we're going to we're gonna blitz and like crazy? Or do they say, hey, look, we think we have a formula to win this game and, you know, it, it, at least get into the fourth quarter competitive and then see if we can come up with something or not? I don't. I don't really know which way they'll go because we all thought we had the game plan going to Knoxville, and it turned out they ran exactly the opposite of what we thought they would do. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought they would try to control the clock with their running game, make uh, 
Tennessee get a little antsy, of course you can't do that when you can't stop them. And yeah, but th- that's when you have to though look at what Georgia's strengths and weaknesses are, and obviously they'll watch a lot of film and do everything that they need to do to try to figure all that stuff out. It'll be fun. I, I mean, obviously Florida's going to put in some new plays, and they've done that this week, and we'll see if those plays work. But I think on the defensive side, that's where you have to make a difference. You have to show something that they don't expect. And and I, I like what Adam said there. If you're going to play zone all day long, Stetson Bennett can pick you apart. The yeah, way because that's his strength. Right. So yeah. the way and, – and he's smart. He understands the position. Yeah. He knows what to do. And I, Did you know this? You might have not known this. Stetson Bennett was actually committed to play for Napier at Louisiana. And that morning, Georgia offered him a scholarship. So he went to Georgia. The day of National Signing Day. Well, so – Wait a minute. Benson was a, Bennett was a walk-on, though, mm-hmm. in Georgia. So when he came back, he was a walk-on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he went as a scholarship, left, but came back as a walk-on. Yes. So he's still a walk-on. Pretty interesting, huh? Somewhat. For you, it's really it's, it's top of the chart interesting. Well, it's, I mean, it's a cool little story. Yeah. I'm sure you'll bring it up. I just did. Okay. Are, we, are you done with that now? I mean, you could write a 500... Pay a 500-worder on that. If I still worked at the Gainesville Sun, I'd probably have to. Mm-hmm. They'd make you do it. During the game. <laughs> as soon as he throws a touchdown. All right, let's get uh, John to join us next. Hey, John, what's up? Hey, guys. How you doing? I haven't talked to you in a couple in about a week. But, uh, hey, Pat, I wanted to ask you, you're talking about Percy being, the, you know, the greatest player, I guess, I guess dynamic. Where, where do you put West Chandler? Uh, he'd be in the top ten. I I think the diff- the thing that made Percy great is how great he played in big games. Games, yeah. West didn't really have that many big games where, you know, I mean, Florida always screwed it up. Um, yeah. But um, you know, West was a tremendous player. They gave now th- in the last part of his career, his senior year especially, they gave him the ball because they had no running backs, um, and so they did start using him as a tailback, including against Georgia when they beat him, I think, 77. But um, when he was just a wide receiver, like his first two years, he was just a go-deep wide receiver. That right. That's the difference. Percy Harvard made an impact the moment he walked on campus. I agree, but I thought even in his freshman year, talking about Percy, that they didn't really use him that much. I mean, you know, it was the, the pre-sleek show, and then, you know, sprinkling 10 when they needed a third and one, third and two. I mean, he had some, you know, cameo appearances against Ohio State, you know, with a touchdown. But I just, I thought, you know, for what he, as so so dynamic that he was, I think he was on, on, he wasn't used enough. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, obviously he got hurt against uh, FSU. Florida State. Yeah. But, um, and he got hurt in the FSU game his as a freshman, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was able to come back, and remember they gave him the ball on that, uh, I guess, Arkansas, that little, I don't even know what you call that play, where you kind of look like you're going one way and just hand it back to him going the other way. It's a right, kind of misdirection a, or whatever. Kind of a counter misdirection type play. Yeah. And like 60 yards for a touchdown, so. Well, I remember um, that scared me is that when they used to let you go out and watch practice, 
you know, you know, they were going on seven on seven, but they were running, doing running plays with tackle, and they they were having him run up the middle, and these guys weren't taking it easy on him. They were hammering the the tire. I was like, why why is a guy like that just get, getting hit? I mean, it's like you know that dynamic should be even getting hit. You know, he probably should, he because he was stronger than the rest of the guys he was yeah. they were trying to tackle him. Right. He's one of the strongest guys I've ever strongest upper body of a receiver I've ever seen in my life. Right. You did now not want to get stiff armed by him. <laughs> really? Well, you, yeah. I mean, I guess he was he's pretty dynamic. But I, I, I kind of wish we, we could have had you know West Chandler under Spurrier. I mean that that guy would have had you know uh, Quezzy Green type of play, uh, stats or even Redell. I think he would have been pr- pretty special, wouldn't you think? Oh yeah, well, but I mean, you could take a lot of great receivers from the yeah, right, right. from the days. I mean, uh, Carlos Alvarez, you know, I know you can go back to Chris Collinsworth, you know, can throw him in there. But he I would mean, have loved a, a little, I loved a little Carlos Alvarez in that offense. Oh yeah, because he Man, could, I mean, especially as a sophomore. I mean, when you know, because he was a, such a great route runner. Not only was a great had great speed, but he was just a great route runner. knew knew how to get open and tremendous player. Great catcher of the ball um what if he had ricky natiel you know what if he had you know there's a lot of guys he he could have had a lot of fun with right let me ask you about tennessee pat or even jeff when when you compare i mean their, their offense is dynamic when you compare to, to them as i mean they got a lot of their stuff through the transfer portal when we had trask and pitts and and Tony, wouldn't you compare their offenses? Our, our offense was just as dynamic. I mean, we we screwed we screwed that season up towards the end of the game and the year. But I mean, do you think that their our offense was pretty comparable? Yeah, I think it's. I think that this offense. I think LSU's offense a couple of years ago. I think Florida's. Yeah, offense. with Burrow. Yeah, with Burrow. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I mean, there's there's a threat to score every single time yeah. with with that offense, and obviously that's what Tennessee does. I mean, just the amount of punts that they have is ridiculous. When you look at it, no, it's it's fun, and I just I, I like the creativity. It was it was you know obviously you didn't want to see Florida suffering, but to see that offense in person, John, it was like man, the I, I would sit there and just watch. I don't know how you could see it on TV, but they'd have two receivers. Florida, you mean? No, Tennessee's offense. Oh, Tennessee, yeah, but right. you sit there and they put two guys basically like out of bounds, yeah. and they'd stack them, and you're like, man, that dude's like thirty yards away from the football, but. Just the route that he ran, and then the second it was caught, it's like they knew that what they were going next, and they just they'd snap the ball again. It was just it was so fast and incredible to watch, and I just think I mean Heupel's done a really good job of getting those guys ready. But then I think you look at the difference. It's nice that they have a twenty-five-year-old quarterback. I mean, he's older than like six or seven quarterbacks that are playing in the NFL right now. So I think that 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 makes a lot, and he's been around the block, so he knows what to do and. It's just you know it's kind of the perfect storm right now for that offense. Everybody's know what they're doing, and they've got a guy that knows how to run it. By the way, they've punted hey, fifteen times this year. Yep. And we fit, we punt well. Let's say we. we <laughs> what's your stat about uh, Florida's force eighteen we've punts? Had teams punt, punt to get punt Florida's during the year. I think that's yeah, eighteen punts. It's so that's that eighteen is an obscene number. So fifteen's even more obscene. 15 right. is triple X. <laughs> I got you. Hey, guys, uh, let's go Gators. Let's let's go pull the upset this weekend, and I'll holler at you guys later. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, John. Appreciate that. All right, we need to knock out a break. We will do it. 
we'll come back. How like how how much expertise you think you have on Florida Georgia? If I ask you a few trivia questions or just I, I, statistical questions, I, I think I could answer most of them. But if you go deep, no, I'm, I'm not going to go deep. I mean, there'd be sort of okay. Uh, I want to have some fun with you in your uh, wealth of knowledge. We'll do that and take more of your phone calls I next. I think you just want to make fun of Here me. on the tailgate. The flagship of the Florida Gators. ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM. WRUF. Want to start a career with a local company that's been in business for almost four decades, proudly serves the growing needs of our community, and has excellent pay and benefits? Join the quality plumbing team today. From high school grads to apprenticeships, journeymen to master plumbers, quality plumbing can help you build a rewarding career in a high-demand industry. Earn while you learn. Endless opportunities for advancement in job security. Visit qualityplumbing.com today to learn more. License number CFC043073. Gentlemen, listen up. Your lady is letting you watch football, go to tailgates, and hang out with your buddies every weekend this time of year, so you need to show her some thanks with something that'll make her smile. And what's better than jewelry? Oaks Jewelry is the place that'll create that smile with their amazing selection of diamond studs in every price range. They'll look amazing on game day with her gator tee and jeans, or how about date night paired up with that little black dress? Now show her you're a stud and get that special something just because... Oaks Jewelry, making North Central Florida smile for more than 30 years. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. This evening, a few early evening showers and thunderstorms are still possible closer to the I-4 corridor. Otherwise, clear skies take us into the start of the overnight. Low temperatures in the upper 50s and lower 60s. We'll start off our day tomorrow with partly cloudy skies, but it'll become mostly cloudy by especially east of I-75. Isolated afternoon storms are possible. Highs in the low 80s. New York Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the, 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 the 
Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Keep this in mind. Last year, the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams lost all three games in November. You know, the Buccaneers two years ago went through a really tough stretch. So when Todd Bowles goes, uh, it's about as dark as it can get. No, that's not true. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator women's volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Dools and Dozo here with you. Will is producing today. Appreciate his efforts, as always. Taking your calls on our Titan MRI hotline, 392-8255. A few people have uh, emailed to get into the uh, the picks contest, courtesy of our friends at It's where I'm heading right Burkhart. now to get, get it set up so I can make my picks during the next got a uh, Got a nice email from one of our winners, so I appreciate... Uh, Adam sending it out. He loves the uh, the swag. He says swag is cool. So appreciate uh, that. So hopefully uh, everybody's getting their their goodies as we send them over for their uh, weekly wins. All right, back to the phones we go. Ryan is ready to chat. Hey, Ryan, what's up? Oh, happy Thursday, gentlemen. Yeah, you too. Man, I tell you, the last few weeks, my uh, them their picks contest looked like some of my scantrons back in the day. <laughs> There's more red X's and green checks, but I'm, I'm on the leaderboard. I'm hanging. I'm hanging around. I don't think I'm gonna be able to break up 18 games or whatever. I'm back though. So. No, probably not. I'm uh, I'm hanging in there. I'm I'm at six right now. Nice. So. Yeah, I was doing pretty well. And I, it was that hurricane week. Like I I didn't even the, the give me a South Carolina State. No, I didn't get that one. I didn't get my picks in, and I think I got like six right that week. Other, otherwise, I've been on the plus side. I would have made money in Vegas. But, yeah, that's all that matters. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's certainly been fun. So I appreciate you doing it. Sure. Um, but I'm not a whole lot today. I just wanted to say you don't have a show tomorrow, and by next time I talk to you, the uh, World Series it might be three or four games in. But curious on what you think there. I know obviously the Astros, you know, had a great season. Verlander and them boys. And, Sure enough, pitching it up, but and everybody looks at the fact that the Phillies scored one eighty-seven games. But all you got to do is point to last year; the Braves scored eighty-eight games. Mm-hmm. But it's just, uh, you know, it's just you're, when you're hot and how you're playing at the end of the year. And I think, uh, I mean, I know Nola got beat around a little bit by the Padres the other day, but otherwise, him and Wheeler, I think, stack up just as well against Verlander and Cruz. And uh, just curious, I mean, Harper's on the tear, kind of Rosario was last year. Just curious, what you're thoughts are? I'm pulling for the Phillies. I, I am too, and I, and I. I really think Philly's going to pull it off because of what you said and just how hot a team is. I think it, it means a lot just to play the way they are at the right time, and that environment there is just going to be electric in Philly. But, I mean, think about how they've done it and think about the Astros. I mean, Astros play the Yankees, and which I think they have a lot of flaws and holes. I mean, Seattle actually gave them a couple of really tough games, and it took some heroics late in both of those. So... If if you don't have a pen that blows it like Seattle did, they they might have even knocked Houston off 
I do like their pitching, though, but I don't know if you know this, Ryan. Verlander has never won a World Series game. He's 0-6. So as much as I like Verlander and I like his wife a little bit more, <laughs> but it's just it's crazy to think that a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame, a no-doubter Hall of Famer, has never won a World Series game. There's just there's something about when he throws. So if, if he can't get it back on track, he's going to start a couple of times and maybe the Phillies can win both of those games. Yeah, and I think the Mariners got they got on him the one of the games that they took pulled off. They did. There. So yeah, so that is strange. I mean, of course, you know we were we remember back in the day the Smoltz, Glenn, and Maddox trio that probably should have won three or four, and for some reason they would kind of struggle. Yeah, very to, true. Um, get the playoffs and struggle, but but yeah, I'm I'm pulling hard for the Philly. Not you know I know uh, Harper was one of those first like just mega contracts. You know they, they, his contract was talked about for. So about six months that off season before he finally landed with the Phillies. But if they uh, if they pull this one off with him, it'll it'll be money well spent. You know, they won't worry about any other year of that contract. You know, you put a ring on it. So yeah, and I mean it would it would certainly make that thing credible. And and he really loves Philly. It's you know I think that he's hated by a lot of people just because some of the things he does. But, I'm one of them. But he I mean he he works hard. He, he puts his head down. He's not obnoxious, and he's a really good ball player. So I don't I don't mind him at all. I wish I had his rookie card. No, I, I, I'm I'm like you. I mean, I, when he first came in, he was a little flamboyant, but yep. you know, they were throwing him up on the magazines and coming out of you know a little bit. You know, I mean, what was he, sixteen, seventeen, and they're already crowning him. And mm-hmm. hey, he might he he might put put it all together and put a ring on it this week. It, it'll be a lot. It, it definitely it'll be a lot because of what he's done. He has been some kind of hot down the stretch. Yep, and but, and I'm, you know, obviously personal stuff. It's it's weird. You know, I went I went to a Braves game earlier this year, and I got to do batting practice before the game. And Darren got us tickets down there, so we're sitting there, and it's the Braves Phillies game. And Real Muto came over and w- was talking, and Schwarber came over. I mean, all those guys were so nice, and it it actually kind of pissed me off. I was like, man, I want you guys <laughs> to be jerks, like so I can hate you, and I don't I don't want to like you. But I'll never forget Schwarber came here when he was with Indiana, oh, yeah. and yep. he had. Destroyed was, us. Yeah, ten hits that weekend and just absolutely destroyed yeah. the the Gators. Um, I still I still have the that scorebook from from when he did that. He was such a good player yeah. in college. Yeah, I forget the other two cats that they had that day. They they had their their three, four, and five. Yeah, oh, they were legit. Yep, destroyed us that weekend. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just were killing the ball. But anyway, and yeah, like you said, and I know obviously they're the million they're all millionaires, so it's hard to say it. But they do have that cliche blue collar kind of feel to them. You know, just like bunch of hard-working dudes just show him play ball. I mean, just like Real Muto's in the parker on us. Like, how many catchers get an in-the-park home run? I mean, he was hauling tail from the go. You know what I mean? Yep. Just, there's stuff like that that, is, you know, I'm pulling hard for him. And I, I know that this Astros team, we, we don't believe has been able to cheat because we're being scrutinized so much. But because of that one year that they did all that, I'll never, I'll never want to pull for them ever again. No doubt. But, hey, I wanted to uh, – Pat, I know, Jeff, Jeff, you said before you went to break, you were going to ask him some trivia. And I was going to ask you this, Pat, with some of your uh, history and, and knowing way more about going back before my time. Um, but I always remember – for me, I remember more heartbreaking losses than I remember, like, good wins. You know, I'll, I'll never forget the, the year that we finally we, – we make it to number one, and then Georgia immediately beats us, like, 27-3. to three. Um, And some of those heartbreaking losses, but – and I remember the Spurrier years when they made, he made Florida Georgia boring. You know, it didn't even feel like a rivalry. Um, but the only one, the only time I can remember in recent history was that I believe it was it 2014 when we just ran it down their throat. 
Um, I know they were like a top ten team, and uh, Matt Jones and Kelvin Taylor both went for like two hundred yards, and yep. Dion passed for like twenty seven yards, and so that was that was definitely an upset game that I don't think we're expecting. But I mean, I, I obviously don't expect us to win this week if everything holds normal. But like, what are some what are some times that, that we we were not we were a, a heavy underdog that we went and actually beat Georgia? Well, seventy seven, the game I mentioned earlier was one of them. Um, because they were not, they were underdogs. Um, I don't think I, I, I. They might have been an underdog once under Spurrier, maybe like in '92, early. Urban. Yeah, right. but um, I don't think they were under with Urban. Uh, I would imagine they, the first two years of Zook when, when he beat them both years. I don't know whether they were rated where the what the uh, spreads were on those games. I'll try to find. Uh, games where I can find out what the spread is. I'm just not sure what the spread where I just go to the game, watch them play. Yeah. See who wins. Yeah, like I said, obviously I'm like, I'll, you know, most Gator fans, I'm hoping we something crazy happens and, you know, some turn. I think it'll take some, like, weird turnovers and some of that kind of stuff because if we just line up play ball that we've been playing, I, I don't see a very realistic chance. But, but uh, like, yeah, I was just curious because it feels like over the years it's like they they've upset us more than I, I think we've upset them when it was when they were heavy underdogs. You know what I mean? So, oh yeah, well there were. I mean, look, that was the seventies. That's what I lived through. It was brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, seventy six. You never get over seventy six. You certainly never get over eighty. You never even right. even seventy four. Uh, Florida had beat them the year before on a two point conversion. This time it doesn't work. They go for a two point conversion. Uh, 75, that 75 Florida team was one of the best teams they ever had. And they beat them 10-7. So that, that was where that a lot of that comes from. Right. And they got, I mean, Spurrier, I know they were right on the verge of potentially winning SECs a couple of times with him. And they got him, which I, what, I think what fueled his fire so much. To, oh, yeah. Tails all the years. So. Yep. All right, gentlemen. All right, Ryan. Weekend. Yep, you too, all man. Right, Appreciate it. See you next week. We'll snag our final break of the hour, come back and get a few more phone calls to wrap it up. You're listening to The Tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Steve Heineman. Tonight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be looking for an important bounce-back win as they kick off Week 8 of the NFL season. The 3-4 and four Bucks will be hosting a very good Baltimore Ravens team. Coverage of that battle begins right here at 8. Before we get to Thursday night football, though, the Gators soccer team has another SEC joust with the Texas A&M Aggies. It is the last regular season game of the Gators season, and the Gators are hunting for their first win since September 1st. Coverage of that game will also be right here at 5.50. Former Gators wide receiver Kadarius Toney was traded this afternoon from the Giants to the Chiefs. The Giants received a sixth round and conditional third round pick. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Steve Heineman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. 
As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. International Diamond Center's incredible semi-annual store-wide sale is coming. November 4th, 5th, and 6th. A three-day $60 million event. Extra savings store-wide. Plus 36 months zero interest financing. Get that $2,000 Diamond Eternity Band and pay just $56 a month. Getting engaged? Upgrading or diamond? Looking for that perfect gift? You can't miss this. Best prices on all rings, earrings, bands, bracelets, fashion jewelry, even GIA certified diamonds. Plus zero interest financing. November Number 4th, 5th, and 6th at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Football season is here. Time to let Electronics World upgrade your home entertainment so you can enjoy all the big games this fall. Hi, this is Tom Collette. Score big with a new Sony 4K Ultra HD TV or a custom-designed, professionally installed home theater from Electronics World. The winning team at EW can put you right on the 50-yard line in your own home. Come visit us today and see for yourself. Just off Newberry Road, west of I-75 near TJ Maxx, or online at electronicsworld.net. My name is Abronson Martin, and I'm a candidate for circuit court judge. When I'm asked, why are you running for judge, I say this. First, I believe very strongly in the idea that you should try to leave the world a little bit better than what you found. Second, the bench needs the type of professional person that I offer as an assistant public judge. And finally, when you have been blessed as I have by a community, then you are obligated to pay it for it. So on or before November 8th, please vote for Abronson Martin. I'm a Bronte Martin candidate for circuit court judge, and I approve this message. Political advertising paid for and approved by a Bronte Martin campaign for circuit court judge group 12. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM. 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. A few minutes left here in the hour. We'll get Jeffrey to join us to finish it off. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the tailgate. Hey, nice to hear you guys. Um, I- uh, whenever that music goes in, yeah, I'll, we got I'll discuss Ahmad Black's tweet this morning. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but uh, it simply had a um, sunglasses and a smiling face. Uh, that was the, the whole context of it, and um, I guess we probably know what that means. Yeah, I would think so. Hopefully so. And a couple other things. Uh, he, he, maybe uh, Pat, he, you, he's looking forward to this day, so people quit asking <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, uh, but uh, Pat, you mentioned DJ Humphreys a little while ago. Not only is DJ Humphreys still in the league with the Cardinals, he's one of the best offensive linemen in the league. He just got a sixty-six point eight million dollar ex- three-year extension with the Cardinals, with thirty-four guaranteed. Uh, which uh, you know that he talk about flying under the radar. That's one of the you know the maybe arguably the best Gator player in the NFL. Um, I saw you guys mentioned uh, Ronald Powell. Uh, He did get drafted by the Saints and played for a year there. 
and uh, then went to Seattle for a year. Mm-hmm. But that, that was a sad story because he, he tore his ACL, same left side. Yeah, spring game. Left ACL twice uh, during his, his time there. His spring game was the first tear. Uh, but uh, I was the coach. I, st- you were I the was coach. devastated, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but remember how Pat, he dominated the U.S. Army All-American game. Uh, just, uh, just you know, it was a freak show. And, and people said, hey, you know, this guy's going to be one of the greatest players of all time. But, you know, injuries, you know, have a way of supplanting that. Um, hey, another thing y'all mentioned was um, – you know, Percy Harvin, I, I don't disagree with you, Pat, that he was the best offensive player in Gator history, but Chandler was a really close second. And remember, you know, Chandler was great despite not really having any quarterbacks. He had Terry LeCount and, and Brantley throwing to him. Um, if he, well, he had if Jimmy he had Fisher. His, and, uh, yeah, Jimmy Fisher would have been his first quarterback. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Chandler, and Chandler had a great pro career too. I mean, it was, oh, it was you know, incredible. arguably very close to a uh, you know a, a Hall of Fame type of career. And uh, you know, Archie Manning still talks about how great West Chandler was uh, with the Saints, and then later with with the Chargers. Uh, but uh, yeah, you also mentioned uh, Josh uh, Heupel and and uh, his great quarterback. Um, Who's now twenty four years old? Is that right? Twenty five, I think. I think he's twenty five. Yep. Yeah. Twenty five. He's not yeah, the he's... only twenty five year old quarterback in college football either. I there's somebody else that they were talking about the other day that's twenty five. I might have been. I don't think it was Cam Rising. It was somebody else. I think he's the oldest. Uh, those two guys are probably the oldest quarterbacks since Chris Winkie. Yeah, very good. He was twenty eight. He was twenty eight when uh when, uh, yeah. when he was playing. That's crazy, but uh, anyway, um, I know you guys uh, probably pushing up the end of the hour. So yep, I'll let hitting you the break. Get. Thank but, you, Jeff. Good uh, stuff. Thank y'all very much. Yep, thank you. Yeah, Wanky was a, a minor league baseball player before he made his way to tally. You know, I remember sitting in uh, this little bar that they had in downtown Birmingham for the Birmingham Bowl, with and DJ Humphreys and a couple other players were in there getting something to eat. Um, and it was after practice, and so Robbie and I were done with all right, and we were sitting there, and we, and the, these girls were flirting with those, them, and and we we kind of nudged them and said, "Hey, ask him what what he's heard from the NFL." <laughs> so they they did, and of course he told them. He said, "Yeah, it looks like second round." I, I'm like, "Okay, oh, good. I'm writing that down." Yeah, there you go. You know, but um, and he's he's had a great career though. Good for him. He was a good player here. I I wouldn't. I ain't yeah. a Ring of Honor guy, you know, but no. he was a good player. Yeah. Well, a really good player is out of uh, fantasy for the next four to six weeks, it looks like. Jamar Chase expected to uh, Eight, seven, go on the IR. Six, so five, four, that is three, good for me because I don't have him. Fantasy's over. I got T. Higgins, though, so that'll help Ooh. T. Higgins. Well, he'll, he'll get a lot of balls now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Me, I'll sit and watch the game and just don't, watch it to see who wins. Don't even matter. So, ha-ha for everyone that drafted Jamar Chase. Ooh. That's going to come back to haunt you. It probably will. Dang it. That's going to be bad karma. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back. 45 minutes to go. We're out a little bit early in hour two, but we'll get after it here on the tailgate. 
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gatto's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Life is short, and if we spend our time suffering with pain and it takes away our joy, that's not a very good way to live. He's right. It's hard to be happy when you're in constant pain. QC Kinetics patient Chad admits the chronic pain in his knee really robbed his quality of life. When I was going to the traditional doctor and getting the pain pills, my smile wasn't as big as it usually is. Going to my high school reunion on crutches, it was awful. But then Chad visited QC Kinetics. He experienced the real power behind natural regenerative treatments. Using healing properties from his own body, QC Kinetics was able to restore and repair damaged tissue, finally giving Chad lasting relief with no drugs, no surgery, and no downtime. And I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. Learn how advanced regenerative medicine can help your body heal itself at QC Kinetics. Call now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. There's so much to love about our community. The small town values, the familiar faces, and somewhere near the top of the list, high school football. That's why Radiant Credit Union is here to celebrate all this community has to offer, both on and off the field. While others may come and go, Radiant Credit Union is here for you, here for the community, and here for good. Proudly serving our members for over 65 years, Stop by any of our nearby locations or visit RadiantCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community, sponsoring shows like The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, live every weekday from 4 to 6. You can also join our podcast, Meldon Law and Friends, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and 37 audio platforms. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldenLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five 
five-star treatment. Titan MRI is a place where your doctors are sending their family. So when you need an MRI, call Titan first, and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself. This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. We're all sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. Hey, what happened to your trivia? You were supposed to be laying some yeah, Georgia trivia. I got a few for you. Okay. We'll kick off the hour with it. See how uh, it's you know it's somewhat easy, but well, it's right. just if you know the history of the game, okay, and you you might have to think it, talk I've it out. Been to about thirty five. I know. So. All right, so then you should know which Gator has the most rushing yards ever in the game. I would go with Eric Rett. Mm-mm. Think, think about think. one certain game that was within think. the last ten years. Think. Red is third. Think. Uh, by Kelvin Taylor? Yeah. What happened when Treon was there? They threw five passes, right? Do you remember when um, they when they broke the last run, Kelvin Taylor broke it down that right sideline? Mm-hmm. And they they flash it to uh, the, the cameras all of a sudden on Jeremy and all the people that are around Jeremy. All, oh, oh, really? As Ron Kasprissi wants to call them, all your flunkies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... He's like turning, goes, did he score? Because he couldn't tell from that angle whether he'd scored or not. But he just they just saw him flying by and the crowd going nuts. Yeah. Uh, that was a great run there. So So okay, let me go. Let me go. Taylor. God, Rhett's third? Mm-hmm. Rhett's performance is still my favorite of all time. It was in ninety three. That was a rain game. Yep. Second would be then uh that guy, uh, Deshaun Wynn. Same game. Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Remember, they both almost, they did ran, they both almost ran for 200. Treon did, throw, Ta- Taylor, he did throw a touchdown pass. Though, Taylor he? ran for 197, and Jones ran for 192 that wow. day. That's a lot. What That's crazy. Rhett went 185? 183. 183. All right. He's got the most rushing attempts. 40 41 one. in that game. For that game. Yeah. So Taylor ran 25 times for 197 in that game. All right. Ended up with 1,000 yards. Who's got the most receiving yards ever in the game? In that game? Hmm. Well. It, it's I, before my time. But you you told me I can ask you anything after 77, so it's after that. Okay. Uh, it might be Tyrone Young. It is Tyrone Young. <laughs> he, I think he caught like 15 uh, passes or something. 183 crazy. yards in 1980. Yeah, that was the Lindsey Scott right. game. And Florida comes out in this four-wide offense. Nobody had ever seen it before. And you know who their coordinator was? Mike Shanahan. Yeah. Shanahan comes out in four wides. Nobody's seen it. And all they're doing is hitting little short passes. And and guys like Tyrone were able to well, late Tyrone Young, by the way, died a couple of years ago. 
were able to take advantage of it, and that's why Florida was ahead. Yeah. Until, Until things didn't go well. A minute to go, and it didn't work out. All right, one more then before we get to That get was a good get, it. though. you got to admit that. That was very good. Yeah. Who has the most passing attempts in the game? Well, the obvious answer would be a losing quarterback. Um, so, well, Danny never lost to those guys. I would go, it might be Kyle Trask. Nope. Completed 30 passes, but these are attempts. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of somebody who lost who would have been on a on a throwing team. 1985. Oh, that's Kerwin Bell. That's yeah. right. 49 passing attempts. That did not go well either. No. Uh, I'll never forget this moment. They're, it's 17-3. They've driven down to about the 12-yard line. Okay. If they punch it in, now it's 17-10. All right, they can come back. This is the number one team in America, right? Yeah. And he turns and, and pitches the ball. I think it was John L. Williams. It might not have been. I don't want to besmirch his name, but he hit him right in the chest. And for some reason, he was looking. He had looked up, and it bounced off. They recovered. Bounced off shoulder pads? Yeah, right off the chest pads, yeah. yeah. They they recovered, and on the next play, I think it was Tim Morley or Keith Henderson, one of those guys, went like 72 yards, and the game was over. That was it. And then they stormed the field that game, and it really got ugly. Well, because the Gators did the year before, right? And there, there has not been a storming since that. Yeah. <laughs> So it was back-to-back stormings. Yep. 84 and 85. Yeah. Swamp, however, remains a virgin. <laughs> that it does. All right, another guy that's a virgin. Let's go to the <laughs> cattleman. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, guys, good first hour. Staying on topic here, a little Heisman chatter, and I want to ask you about the cocktail party and a couple of other quick questions about SEC games. Okay. Hey, Pat, uh, going back down memory lane, you were talking about uh, Chris Winkie. Um, do you remember who you voted for that year? What was that? Ninety nine. Uh, I so he won. I want to say no. I think I'm somewhere in there. I think it might have been ninety. Yeah, I guess maybe it was ninety nine. Yeah, I, I think I it was ninety nine. Um, I, I don't think I voted for him. I'm trying to think of who else. I'm asking. Funny how it's always uh, the three degrees of uh, our uh, Heisman conversations. But the runner up in one of the most closely uh, balloted Heisman's was one Josh Heupel. Um, that you're not just going to actually. Uh, Dane, Dane won it in '99. I think I voted for Josh Heupel because I know that I voted for him one year, and somebody got gave me a hard time for it. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I voted for Heupel. I was a big Oklahoma. I leaned that way um, back yeah, in those days because of Bobby yeah. Snoops. I think. Yeah, that, that's when Snoops is new on the job, I guess. But uh, but you know when you watch these coaches, you learn about them. They feed you this during these TV segments and stuff. But if you look at that particular year, Ladanian Tomlinson was in that class. I'm leaving one or two others out, but it was a very very close win by Winky. And I'm not a fan of these old quarterbacks either. I, I heard Hooker was 25, but you've got the COVID year and the super seniors. And I guess if you remember, I didn't figure you voted for Winky, of course, Pat. But um, Winky, of course, went what baseball first and came back trying to make the NFL. Yep. And 28 years old, that is mind-blowing. And how old was Gordy Lockbaum? Remember him? He was uh, he was up there. Yeah. What I, he, I'm trying to think of who he played for. Was it Harvard? Uh, BYU. Or, 
I think no, no, no. I think you think you might be right. It might have been Ivy League. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not a fan of these old dudes playing college football either, but I don't know how you can stop them. But uh, wouldn't that suck to lose the Heisman in a, by a few votes to a 28-year-old dude? I mean, uh, you know, Spurrier gets the rep, a uh, great coach, great player, but he played on, what, a, a ho-hum Florida team, making four type team? Uh, well, they were 7-0, and then they, they lost to Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why he I mean, hates Georgia, and then they lost to Miami at the end of the year. So they went, what, 9-2? and two? Yeah, you look at Heifel, you know, kind of looks like an overweight dude, kind of a boring personality. But here's a guy who went, who was the quarterback on an undefeated Oklahoma National Championship t- uh, ch- uh, team and was a handful of votes from winning the Heisman, too. wonder how Heifel's perception would be if he had also won the Heisman when they show these Heisman House commercials and stuff, if there's old Heifel on them. I don't know. I mean, uh, I do know that there I, – I remember – that there were people that would not vote for Winky because he was so 28 old. years yeah. old, and they didn't think that that was fair. But again, uh, back in those days, they were all seniors. They don't. They only. They were the only people that had a chance. So I think that helped his his chance. And you know, Drew Brees was great, but he wasn't. They didn't. They weren't in that at that level. You know, um, Michael Vick was awfully good, but he was only a sophomore, so people weren't going to vote for him. <laughs> They, that, that was all that same class, right? That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it was pretty good, pretty good class. And then you look at guys like you look at guys like George Rogers who living off that Heisman and showing up on TV. Hey guys, uh, we talk a lot about how we take catch up to Kirby in Georgia. One thing that hasn't been talked about this week: twenty two and a half is a big number, but uh, Georgia, uh, Florida and Tennessee have a chance to throw the one two punch on Kirby here the next two weeks. They do. I mean, that you think about that. I, I'll, I will say this: I'll trade you right now. We'll take those. I'll take both those wins right now. <laughs> It'll make me root for Tennessee in that game. <laughs> well, that'd be something. Also, that'd also be mind blowing. But if you know, the path to victory probably for Florida is rivalry game. Team shows up to play, and Anthony Richardson plays like a first round draft pick. Capable of doing it. That's just it's what you know. What type of guy is going to show up? And he can't be spooked about what happened last year to him. He's just—he's got to be confident. I think that's more than anything, and at least from the the couple conversations I've had with him this week, it seems to be that's going to be the case. But you just never know on game day. It's what we've talked about this entire time, Mike. It's you know, hey, is he going to come out with a purpose, and when he steps over that white line, be a, a competitive a hole, or is he just going to kind of go through the motions, and he's not going to win if that's the case. Yeah, rivalry games will shock you, but think about the, the nuclear and radioactive environment. Speaking of Athens, if, if Florida shocks the world this week and then Tennessee comes in next week and finishes the job, then, then look at Kirby. He's not getting fired, but I think I'd be do a, do a pretty decent job of bringing him back to the pack a little bit. Yeah, but – yeah, that, That'd knock him out of the playoffs and everything. Yeah, but I unfortunately, my gut is he's going to win both those games and everybody's going to want to make him coach of the year. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, I'll, I'll clear out. I'm – can't figure out this South Carolina Missouri three and a half point spread, but I will tell y'all this, guys. This Tennessee Kentucky game, uh, not to, uh, it's a blood battle, pretty ugly deal, and I'm worried about Kentucky. So I'm not taking, I'm not counting this one in the win column at all before the before the Georgia game next week. And y'all got to see them first. Y'all right. hang in there. Thank you. Yeah, you know that is a um, like I don't see that happening, but I've seen games like that where it does happen. Yeah. Uh, where a great offense comes in against a really good defense and they they fall behind and um, you know Kentucky's got to play a perfect game to even make that competitive. They've got they cannot have they can't certainly but run the first play they ran against South Carolina. No, <laughs> the double reverse turnover. You know, so yeah, but I I mean 
it'll be certainly worth watching. There's a there's a lot of games worth watching. I don't know that the result's going to be what I want it to be, but it's still going to be fun to watch. That they will be. All right, well, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll get more of your phone calls. You're listening to the tailgate. The heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. The event you've been waiting for, International Diamond Center's biggest and final store-wide sale of the year is next weekend, November 4th, 5th, and 6th. Get extra savings store-wide, guaranteed IDC lowest prices, plus 36 months zero interest financing. And it's like double the selection with all of the industry's top designers flying in with their entire collections. Everything's on sale. Plus way more diamonds to choose from. Lowest prices before the holidays, not this weekend, next weekend, November 4th, 5th, and 6th at IDC at Celebration Point on approved credit. 
from the UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. This evening, a few early evening showers and thunderstorms are still possible closer to the I-4 corridor. Otherwise, clear skies take us into the start of the overnight. Low temperatures in the upper 50s and lower 60s. We'll start off our day tomorrow with partly cloudy skies. It'll become mostly cloudy by the afternoon, especially east of I-75. Isolated afternoon storms are possible. Highs in the low 80s. New UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams. And Max Kellerman. The Patriots have been setting Mac Jones up to fail with the way they're handling this whole situation. When you have crowds of people that are chanting zappy, and you have Hall of Fame quarterbacks like Peyton Manning not really understanding why Mac Jones came out the game, and now some because things get a little bit challenging, now there's a quarterback controversy. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Dolz and Dozo here with you, wrapping up our week. Again, no show tomorrow if you have uh, missed those announcements. But back Monday to talk all about what happens on Saturday over there in Jacksonville. I got an email from uh, from Dick. He says, give me home and home. Jacksonville's a dump that lacks the feel of a true college rivalry. Oh, Could I you don't say that. I couldn't say I that. I don't think that. I think. Jacksonville's not downtown. Jacksonville's not the most beautiful place in the world. We right. all know that, um, but nobody really hangs out there. It yeah, it's exactly nobody. Everybody's staying either at the at World Golf Village or and no place has got kind of cooler places to stay. Like Sawgrass is yeah. unbelievable. That, that Marriott I think is one of my favorite properties in the world. And, or they're staying in Jekyll Island. A lot of people stay in St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people aren't staying at the Roosevelt Hotel downtown. <laughs> no. And then you Jackson. come in early and you tailgate all day and you get out. Yeah. So. I, oh, I used to hate that drive out if you got done too fast. You had to slow down your riding mm-hmm. you know, because if you got done too fast. Yeah, you're screwed. And that walk to your car in the parking lot. Oh, it's crap everywhere. It is unbelievable yeah. how much, how many broken bottles mm-hmm. and stuff. Like if you made it, you couldn't do it barefoot. Let's put it that way. No. But it's just crap everywhere. Everywhere. But normally, and all the times, you know, when when Jeremy was here, he had the little Hobart tailgate out yeah. there right outside the stadium. He'd stop by and he'd hang out a little bit, and that way you could let the cars make their way out of there. Well, and that that was a good thing was uh, obviously for us in the media, even though our parking got moved back a little bit, but it's still it was still pretty good parking, you know, and that or it wasn't that ridiculous long walk however the worst part of walking to the game was by the time you were ready (coughs) sorry ready to go in the um it was so crowded you 
you I mean you can get you, excuse me I got to get in through this walkway mm-hmm. that was the only bad part all right let's back and to the phones the fact that it's a close remember the one year well I, I don't know if you would, the one year it rained and we couldn't see out the windows they had to change the next season yeah, that's what I hate about NFL stadiums. <laughs> I think they, they had open. to, yeah, they had to um, actually get new glass in because you literally couldn't see out. We had to watch the game on TV. Yeah, that's the worst. But the, the radio booth window's open. Let's get Michael to join us next. Michael, what's up? Uh, hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to offer my perspective. Uh, I, 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 freshman year was 89, graduated in 93. Um, uh, six, uh, my... my Mid-season report card on Napier is I'm satisfied so far. Um, I'm looking at this from a glass half full perspective. I don't understand why people. I mean, I, I get people are going to say crazy things. I don't think we need a, an offensive coordinator. Uh, I look at the ground game. This is not a finesse ground game. They're they're doing all what I think are all the right things to the extent I know. But I think that I think the ground game is impressive. I don't think they're doing it with gimmicks. Um, I would encourage people to enjoy the moment because you could be dead next year. So <laughs> take a minute uh, and try to get the most enjoyment out of it. Um, I would much rather go to either Gainesville or even Athens than Jacksonville. Uh, my last time to Jacksonville for the game was Tebow's senior year. Um, I just it just doesn't have a draw for me. I'd much rather go back to my alma mater or go on a road trip to Athens for the first time. It's it's just, I guess it's run its course for me. Um, I think what Kirby's motivation in wanting to end the series in Jacksonville, I'm sure recruiting has a lot to do with it. I think he just, as long as that game is in Jacksonville, there will all, Florida and Georgia will always have something kind of tied together. And I think he wants Florida to to just be seen as just another team, okay? He just wants us to be just another team. As long as we have that bond, then it, in his mind it elevates us to something that we're not. I don't agree with that, obviously, but I think that's his perception. That could be. I don't. I, I think it's, um, you know, I, I again, when he complains about it affecting their recruiting, and I go, their last – Four classes were three, three, one, and two. So, uh, how is it affecting your recruiting? You know, I, uh, I don't, I don't really know what his incentive is for wanting it out, but I, I don't think it'll move out. Um, I know a lot of people don't like going to Jacksonville. There's something majestic about it. I think the players get excited about it. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of gone back to I, I was used to be a because. Athens is such a great town. I, I used to be a home and home guy, but I've kind of come off that. Michael, what what makes you think that it's a dump, like you said? Like what what I gives you that feel? Or I didn't, I, no, no, no. I didn't think it's a dump. I, we all have our preferences of where we would like to travel to. Some like different towns. I, to me, there's just no draw there for me personally. Okay. okay, I don't have any ties to the city. Um, I will tell you though, one of my memories of a game there was one year. I guess it might have been my. Sophomore, you know, no, it would have been my junior or senior year. Even we played NC State in a bowl game, and it was foggy. I think this might have been New Year's Eve. Even um, this was under Spurrier because that's when I was there. 
we played NC State in a bowl game in the fog off the river, and we couldn't see the other side of the of the uh, stadium. Yeah, no. I, in fact, we had a game like that, another game like that with the fog, where you had to, you again had to watch the game on TV, and that's what the guys. I wasn't actually at that game. Um, it was uh, twenty seven ten, I think, was the final. Shane Matthews, senior year, um, but. Yeah, they the, the the guys that were there had to just start watching on TV. That's the only way they could tell where the what was going on in the game. I'm fine either way. I'm fine with it staying as it is. I I would be more likely if it's in Gainesville. I'm definitely going. If sure. I like well, and and again, I, I'm fine. I'm fine either way. This this gets back to the root of the problem. The root of why people a lot of people want to keep it in Jacksonville. If you have the game on campus, then that means 40,000 Gator fans can't go. Can't go. And that means 40,000 uh, every other year, 40,000 Georgia fans can't go. Um, so I don't think it'll ever move for that reason, you know, because now all of a sudden you're going to have 5,000 Gator fans in Athens. We all talk about how great Athens is. Only 5,000 can, right, find can actually out. get in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Michael, good stuff. Appreciate you. Let's get uh, Porter to join us next. Hey, Porter. Hey, guys. How we doing? You okay? I got an old speaker because yep. I'm driving. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a couple, couple of quick uh, Marty George memories. Um, first one goes back to 95, and you know, we've, never, we've never been to, to, to Athens. And so the six, we had six of us, and we had a giant cooler. I mean, it was like a, a, a boatload. It was full and heavy. So we took shifts and two twos carrying it around. And it wasn't nearly as heavy at the end of the day. But, um, you know, we'd never been to Athens, so we, were, we weren't just going to sit and tailgate. We were walking around and seeing, seeing the town. Wherever, wherever we stopped to uh, lighten the load of the cooler, um, it served as a platform for anyone to step up there and, and uh, inform Georgia fans about uh, oh, how things are. But um, anyway, uh, I don't want to uh, have that to be an annual every other year thing. Uh, there's something special up Florida, Georgia. And I don't want to give it up. You know, Oklahoma, Texas is the, is the only thing that's really like that. And with them coming, I know I mentioned it before, but with them coming, the SEC, the SEC could have do something where they pair those two games together. And um, if they if they did want to have two years on campuses, then they could have Florida play Texas and Georgia play Oklahoma or vice versa for those two years. Um, because that's the, the apparently the, the when you have the home and home, um, if it's if, if Florida Georgia game is a road game officially, then uh, it's a home game for one of the teams, and then you can't have the home and home. So if they do a, if they do have two years rotation, it allows them to do a home and home, and still have the number of the home games that the, that the financial people insist on. So that would be kind of cool, but I, I don't want to have as an ongoing thing. Yeah, but again, that's that's not up to the SEC. That's up to the schools. The SEC is not going to step in on that. And it's kind of funny because we have the. Uh, the Arkansas Texas A&M play an annual neutral site game, but nobody even talks about that, you know, in, in Jerry World. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. And all about that. Um, the other memory goes back to uh, I think it was Terry Jackson's first year. Um, Gator Day's older brother, who uh, coached with John Clifford over PK Young, and uh, 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 had just gotten a new truck. We were supposed to take two cars up there. There were seven of us. He ended up being six. And he goes, "I'll go." He, no, that's why I have a big truck. And that was his mantra. That's why I have a big truck. And if you remember, it rained and it was real muddy. And he was able to pull right up over the curbs. And he just kept saying, "That's why I have a big truck." And swear, swear to God, at the end of the day, after the game, 
uh, Terry Jackson's mom was stuck. And so he got to use his big truck to get her out, and man, did that just add this ego. That's why we have a big truck, guys. Uh, anyway, go Gators, be safe. All right, Porter. You know, the the, the great story about 93, when it, uh, with unbelievable rain, was Judd Davis and Shane Edge talking about they went up for warm-ups, and they were like, uh, you know, they're every every kick they're kicking, it's just like, shooting up water mm-hmm. everywhere and they went in and they 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 had to change their socks because they were they were drenched so they put uh, baggies over their, over their socks thinking that would keep them dry it didn't even come close but Judd kicked those four field goals and won them the Grozo award yeah. and uh, he used golf principles went down and got it and every time he'd kick it he would leave a big spray of mud off cr- across Shane Edge's face <laughs> And he go, as long as you keep making them, I don't care what it looks like. Deal with it. Yep. What it is. All right. And we'll Eric take... Rett was a certified man that day. He just kept yes, he running the ball. Kept going. Kept getting yards. All right. We got to take one final break. We'll come back, and uh, that'll do it for us. Again, uh, you got us only for another 10 minutes or so. So if you want to sneak in a call to talk Florida, Georgia, do it next on the tailgate. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Yo! Okay. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. (laughs) I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez. And if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at exceptionaldentistry.com. That's exceptionaldentistry.com. What's up, everybody? Guess who's hosting a new podcast? No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith. Listen as I pull back the curtain on everything beyond the world of sports. Interviewing influential guests, outspoken celebrities, and thought leaders across the political, financial, and social spectrum. 
You know me. I'll give you my unbiased opinion. A No Mercy episode drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith, a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey studio, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen to your podcast. My name is Abronson Martin, and I'm a candidate for circuit court judge. When I'm asked, why are you running for judge, I say this. First, I believe very strongly in the idea that you should try to leave the world a little bit better than what you found. Second, the bench needs the type of professional diversity that I offer as an assistant public judge. And finally, when you have been blessed as I have by a community, then you are obligated to pay it for So on or before November 8th, please vote for Abronson Martin. I'm a Bronte Martin candidate for circuit court judge, and I approve this message. Political advertising paid for and approved by a Bronte Martin campaign for circuit court judge group 12. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Hey, folks, it's Steve Russell for my friends at Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. They've been in business, family-owned and operated for over 40 years. And in all that time, they've done one thing. They've given you the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, the cream of the crop and late model, low mileage vehicles. They do their best to get the best selection and the best quality vehicles every single day. Check them out today. Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. I tell you, that, I've got a lot of songs from that album on different playlists, and everyone's want to come on. And I go, that was a great time. Just... When they were when they were at their peak, I actually saw them in concert here in Gainesville. They were down at the Florida Theater. When they were at their peak, and it just felt like a joyful time in, in the world. That it is. Time was a great song. Time. Oh, yo, hey, yo, ho. A E I O U. A E I O U. All right, a few more calls to get before we uh, skedaddle. And we're running out of time, so let's get Michelle to join us next. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how y'all doing? Great. How about you? Good. Good, good. So, I know we're supposed to lose Saturday, but I'm telling you, I'm feeling kind of funny. And whenever my nerves get really bad, I don't know, we might pull a rabbit out. Uh Uh-oh. I mean, I don't know. I'm feeling, I told my son today, I'm feeling kind of, woo. So, we're going to, I mean, if we lose... You know, I we supposed to lose. I mean, they are a better team, but I'm telling yeah. you, I feel like, you know, there might be a little shift. Something might have happened in these two weeks to, you know, have us have one more point than they do. Or so we, you we might lose. have you might have had too much coffee this morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be coffee, but it would be sweet tea. And you're right, I could have had a little <laughs> bit too much sweet tea. Oh, uh, now now I want also, some sweet tea actually. <laughs> Well, sweet tea is the best. Um, but I, 
I've got in the car late, so I know that it has been talked ad nauseum about moving the game and all, but I just, for me, it's always the end of my birthday month celebration. I, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to the game this Saturday, but usually we go every year, and that's how I end my birthday month. And I just think moving it to the schools, it just, it will do something to the overall experience of the game. I mean, even yesterday I saw pictures. People were already there, um, you know, doing the tailgating. You won't be able to do that at schools because they've got to have do business. As usual, up until game time, then you're not going to be able to get on campus and tailgate and park on Wednesday. No, and it, would, your... it would become no different than Florida LSU or, yeah. or Auburn. And it's, Georgia, right, you yeah. just – you miss that, and, and you just take away that whole experience, the ambiance of the game. So I really hope they – my preference, I hope they don't move it. I hope they keep it there because it's it's the one game that truly has something special and you cannot get with any other game. Yeah, um, I don't – who was Florida it that first set, made the statement? He goes, Florida, Georgia. They write books about that. And they have. I mean, there's multiple yeah. books about it. We got they got a, their own Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, it's legendary. So yeah, I hope that I hope it's just a whole bunch of talk, and then when it's all said and done, they'll sign the contracts, and then you know we'll I think go on for a few more yeah. years. Michelle, I think that that's what it's going to be, but you never know, especially you don't, with, you never especially know. with the uh, the schedule that still hadn't been set for when Oklahoma and Texas come. I hope, right. Yeah, I hope that this is not a casualty of that. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, we lose so much stuff anyway, so I hope we can keep something. And that would be the one thing I'd want to keep is Florida, Georgia, and keep it in Jacksonville. And I hope I can call y'all back on Monday and be like, I told y'all I felt something. Hey, right, we'll take it. You could be the first and it could be the first caller, Michelle. And if that is the case, I Michelle. You, I promise I'm going to call at like 3.55 and be like, yeah. uh, yeah. Have me in the queue because I'm telling you they expected my phone call. That's well, right. then if that happens, then you get to pick all my games for the rest of the year because then, <laughs> then I'll make a lot of money. Yeah, it'd be very good. You will. You'll make a lot. So, all right, well, go Gators. All right, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Appreciate that. Let's get uh, Bradley next. Hey, Bradley. What's up, guys? How y'all doing today? Good, man. Good. Yeah, uh, Jeff, you going to be out there at the Florida-Georgia baseball game? I will be. Where are you going to be at? Uh, roaming around, he's a roamer. Yeah, roamer. yeah, because you're not doing a broadcast. You're just going to watch the game. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'll be look, look for him. Just go to the uh, the beer aisle and yeah. just find him there. That's where he'll be. Yeah, I'll be sitting three rows from the bottom to the right of the Gator dugout. Okay, I'll try to stop by. I'll yell Bradley when I get close. Bradley, yeah. and I hope Ar takes off Saturday, man. That'd be nice. That would be nice. And go Gators. Thank you. All right, Bradley. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, Yep. And, and you know, the funny thing is, Jeff, we, you never know what's going through that brain, you know, mm-hmm. of, of Anthony Richardson. Is he thinking about last year? Is he thinking about Tennessee this year? Is he thinking about, um, you know, uh, other games from the, from the last couple? Is he thinking about the LSU game? Is he, th- you know, They've given him a game plan that they feel is going to be successful. Whether they're are they giving him the ball like they did in in Knoxville? You know, see, I, I think the game is going to dictate that. If if it looks like he makes a couple of throws early, and he gets a little bit of confidence, then I think that helps him out a ton 
And then you say, okay, now we can do this and we can do this. But if it's not going well, then you hold it back and you say, okay, well, we've got to try to run the game. And then we do some other things that, but listen, I, I think the coaching staff will be ready. I think the players will certainly be ready. They'll be ready to get after it and make it happen. But just the execution piece is what we have no idea about. Are they going to be able to do it? Question is going to be, are you ready? Always ready. Starts. I'm always ready. You're going to be ready to point things out. Yeah. Talk into your little microphone. Yeah, that's what I do. That's correct. That was that was number twenty-two. <laughs> Let's get uh, Pam to finish up our show today. Hey, Pam. Hey, how are you guys doing? We're great. Um, I have a question about how the transfer portal works. Um, or doesn't? I'll give you my question. <laughs> or or doesn't? Um, can any player enter the portal at any time during the season? And if they do, do they get to select a team they want to go to or are they up for grabs by any team? And can they play as soon as they transfer that to that team? And what happens with scholarships? I know that's a lot, but I'll listen off the air and go Gators. All right. Thank you, Pam. Well, there is a time. They have limited when you can can get into the portal. Uh, you cannot play that year for that team. You um, you can pick wherever you want to go. You can but the, pick. the other yeah. team. Wa- they has don't to have want to pick you, you right? <laughs> so that's um, that's part and of the that problem. has happened. Believe me. Yeah, and there's been guys that get in the portal and nobody wants them, and then they're like, "Uh oh, what do I do?" There and then, are hundreds yeah. of players who did not find a place when they got in the then portal. Then you try to go back, and the se- team says sorry. And, and a lot of times, those are guys who got told to go in the portal sure. too. Don't forget that that is going on as yeah. well. What was their fourth question? There was a fourth one there. Oh, scholarship. Uh, but he's on scholarship as long as he is. Yeah, you keep it for the year. Yeah, and, uh, here and then he then he would. And then the next yeah. year they would have to give you a scholarship, yeah. or you could walk on. Was there another go question? somewhere else? That was it. I think we summed it all up. I think we got it. Yeah, but you can't you can't play like you couldn't get a guy and to play corner for Florida, and all of a sudden he steps right in, which would be kind of cool, like free agency. You know, it's or funny. making a trade, which we never, by the way, said anything. Kadarius Tony, yep. who was pretty good in this game, he was over the years as uh, now a he's Kansas pretty good in most games. Now a Kansas <laughs> City Chief, so that's a, I think he's got to be happy, and Mahomes has got to be happy. Andy Reid, who had Tyree Hill, has got to be happy with the things that they can do to, with that guy. Yeah, you you don't have to throw the ball very far for him to do some some no. special things and. I'm glad. I, it feels like he needed to get away from there. I it, I don't know why. It, yeah, they coaching staff didn't him. like yeah. him. He uh, he didn't mesh well with them. Yeah, I mean they're playing well. I so it's hard to argue with them, but sure. it, it just didn't work out. So I obviously when I'm sure Mahomes goes, Andy Reid probably wants says, Hey, we can bring Kadarius Tony over here. He goes, Ah, uh, yeah. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Check. Mm-hmm. I I am in favor of of giving me a weapon that I don't even have right. to throw. The and ball. it's and it's hard to say that man that makes them maybe Super Bowl contenders favorites for a guy that wasn't even playing I don't know but that's the type of impact that he can make I yeah but I I just think I think this is going to be a fun year uh, down the stretch I I don't have no feel for it but I will say this the Chiefs are pretty much my favorite team and I I it's kind of been a slow because it's I can't I have to watch their games with the sound off because of that infernal chant Mm -hmm. um but I love Mahomes and I love Andy Reid, so they're probably my team. Even though I don't, I don't wear any Chief stuff around. Don't want to do that right now. I got the head and the heart, though. You like that? I do. Six <laughs> member band. Yep. They were, and they're all very good. 
All right, well, we hope the Gators are very good on Saturday and again uh, Monday. If Michelle's the first caller, we'll be happy about that because oh, yeah. that means the Gators would have well, won. Well, either and, way, we'd be happy. But yes. Yeah, especially if that would make it she extra lives up to special. Did you, did you give a score on your podcast or anything? Uh, I did in Ga- on Gators Wire where I, I picked uh, the game, and okay. I, 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 that's where I had it, 41-21. No. I just – here's the thing. Why is Florida also going to be better on defense? Yeah. Now, it's hard to fathom. We may something may happen. We may go. Oh, now they figured it out. Now they're playing press. Now they're doing this, but they may play press and they just go right by him. And Brock Bowers scores eighty touchdowns, and that's why I can't see a path to Florida winning because I can't count on that defense. I I just can't. I love the. I think the offense will. I I think the offense will do way better than they did last year. Where they only scored at the very end of the game, mm-hmm. but I I uh, I think they're better equipped for it. But I just don't see them stopping them, and yeah. they're very they're very good. Stetson Bennett's a very good quarterback. Certain times he is, but he knows the offense. He is when he has to be. Yes, they uh, they don't have the players they did last year, but they uh, they all play together and they uh, they gang tackle and. But again, their offense will have to be good. Yeah. Class. There's a bunch of good athletes on that right. field that know what they're doing. All right, that'll be it for. Uh, Pat Dooley, I am Jeff Cardozo. Gator Soccer next. See if they can get a dub. Close out the year here on WRU. See it. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida, and with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo, and if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small, they do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net.